Welcome to the Fulfillment Stories podcast number 22. I'm Chelsea Bay Dennis. Fulfillment is a storytelling event featuring local community leaders and entrepreneurs who share their journey towards fulfillment and meaning through vocation that will challenge you to come alive. Steve Nance has been in business most of his life, from partnerships in his late teens to owning his own small business in his 20s to working for the largest firms in his 30s through 50s, and now filling the role as the general manager of Oriana, our local food cooperative. He calls himself the unintentional, intentional grocer. Here is Steve's story from the January 2016 event. We have one last storyteller, and that's Steve Nance uh, from Oriana. He's the general manager over there, and I don't know if to call him an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur, but but he makes things happen, and he's um, done a lot for that place and, and made it be a place you want to hang out in and call your family. I'm really grateful um, to go there many times a week. Um, so I'm going to pass it over to him, and we'll go through after his all the five challenges again so that you can really walk away and go, gosh, you know what? How can I find more fulfillment in my life, and what kind of changes can I make? Um, but I'll leave you with a quote before I give him the, the microphone. It is uh, from Alice Walker, we are the ones we've been waiting for. It's so easy to to go, man, I wish somebody would, or I wish someone would discover me, or we have to do it. We're the ones we've been waiting for. So thank you, Steve. Thank you, Chelsea. Chelsea's uh, Chelsea's also on the uh, Oriana board. So my name is Steve, but it took me a while to figure that out. I was born Stephen Porter Nance, and I am an unintentional, intentional grocer. When Chelsea asked me to do fulfillment, I thought, hell yes. I can talk about the co-op for hours, and if you know me, I can. And then I realized that it was supposed to be a little bit more about my story. I met a good friend, Marika Bevier. Hi, Marika. An excellent communicator. And Marika told me, yes, this should be a little bit more about you would be more appropriate. And my wife had told me the same thing. Oh, crap. (laughs) So this is personal stuff. I can talk about the co-op. I can talk about business. I can talk about just about anything. But this is uh, personal stories. I don't usually use notes but these will hopefully keep me on track. But if I can do this storytelling thing right, um, I hope to challenge you, to inspire you, to embrace your community and the family you create, and to live every day to be your unique self. So here I go. It has been an interesting path, and I realize that all my experiences, my relationships, and all that I've done have brought me to where I am today. But it started a long time ago. I was born at the very top of the baby bubble boom, 1955. There were a lot of us. I'm convinced they were trying to thin the herd. (laughs) All the playgrounds, the swing sets were over cement. No cars had seat belts. Nobody wore a bike helmet. And when that didn't work, there was a nice 10-year 
land war in Southeast Asia, you might remember. So growing up, my family would be best described as every season of Mad Men. <laughs> my dad came out of the Navy after World War II, where he had learned to drink. He went to school, back to college, finished his MBA at Harvard, but there he learned to drink even more. He met and married a bright young Smith College student, my mom, and he became the man in the gray flannel suit. He worked for a company called BBDNO, which is about like what it sounds. It's one of the top five advertising companies. And they took drinking to a professional level. So my childhood pretty well ended at age six or seven, when my dad would start coming home drunk every night. So I started my role of trying to control what was going on. My role became one of protector and caretaker my mom, my siblings. This started at a pretty young age, and I learned how to be a responsible adult early on. I developed behaviors and systems to try to keep things under control. I'd wait till my dad was home safe, and then I'd hang around after dinner trying to monitor the drama, inserting myself to deflect the barbs, not relaxing until my dad was asleep. But in some, role, some ways, this role served me as a young entrepreneur. My behaviors and systems worked pretty well. Business lesson number one, and I think I got my, my MBA doing paper routes and cutting lawns. Show up, care about what you do, give great service, but don't trust adults. <laughs> Perhaps because I was wrapped up in the drama of my home, my grades weren't great. So I started as a, an apprentice mechanic in Detroit, and then I moved to Traverse City with my, my high school sweetheart and went to NMC in the auto tech program. It went pretty well, and when I was done, I started, I got out, and I started playing my role. My behavior and systems worked pretty well. I ended up as a manager and a partner in a pretty large auto repair garage. Business lesson number two, partnerships can suck. <laughs> Never be a partner, a one-third partner, especially if the other two are husband and wife. <laughs> In my case, they filed for bankruptcy as they headed for Texas, left me in Traverse City, playing my role. I picked up the pieces, supported staff, customers, and the suppliers, and they all trusted me enough to support me going into my own business. Still playing my role, my behaviors and systems work pretty well. Business lesson number three, small business is hard. You worry about stuff and staff, and you're the only, only guy. Things happen like, Steve, this is Jeff. Bill just drove a customer's car into the stream. <laughs> we had to go through the back wall to get to the stream, so it was worse than that. <laughs> And you still can't trust adults. <laughs> At the time I was building my business, my high school sweetheart, who I'd married, started having alcohol problems, of course. I was familiar. It started the family pattern, caretaker, protector. Wisdom prevailed. I divorced. Wisdom unprevailed. I remarried. And I divorced again. 
I sold the business and started working on my business degree while working in an auto parts shop full time. Things changed. One day an old friend came in and needed a battery for her car. Being customer focused and the fact that she was very attractive, I was happy to install it for free. She's now my wife, Robin. Hi. Side story to tell, Robin and her husband, I and my ex-wife, had been friends for a number of years. I remember my first memory of, and we were to her first wedding. My first memory of meeting Robin was on a summer day when her and her fiancé came down for a boat ride on East Bay. Here's this lovely young woman with long brown hair, gold hoop earrings, kind of like a young Cher. And she's still the most beautiful woman I know. So I must have gotten a date out of the battery install thing. One thing led to another, and we moved in together. Robin helped me finish my business degree. We married and went on our honeymoon to Germany. Cool? It was with my mom, dad, and younger brother. That's another story for another time. We left Traverse City, and I went corporate. Mechanic, business degree, I got a job with GM and started climbing the corporate ladder like my dad and grandfather had. Still playing my role, my systems and behaviors still work pretty well. We spent the next decade moving around the country, Detroit, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and back to Detroit. We started a family having our son Andrew in Detroit and Evan in California. My family picture had changed, but I was still playing the role of protector, caretaker that I'd learned early on. Here's Here's the food part. With kids, we plugged into healthy food. Robin was the spark plug as we changed our eating habits. The Moosewood cookbook and others soon appeared. She understood the importance of healthy food, and we even became vegetarians to the chagrin of my son for a while. Unfortunately, our second son, Andrew, I'm sorry, our second son, Evan, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed angel of a child, started having health challenges. Robin worked hard to find the foods and supplements that helped him, but unfortunately, we lost Evan, who had a rare genetic disease, at three and a half. It was a hard period. And I learned that Robin was a master caretaker. With her example and help, I started to realize that I could not control it all. And I could ask for help and lean on others. And we found a community of supporting folks. But despite my growing understanding of what family really means, I was still Stephen, plugging away at corporate America, The answers my GM bosses had for losing a child was to give me more responsibility. Not the right thing. It was time to return to what we called home in Traverse City. So I took a leave of absence from GM. We bought an old Victorian house on Washington Street that needed to be fixed up and moved back. It immediately felt right. We joined the co-op, of course, and Robin went on the board. Our son started Pathfinder School, and we immediately connected with a group of crazy friends 
They became our community. They were Oriana stalwarts. Hi. I started getting interested in alternative transportation. Picture the car guy going cold turkey. I rode my bike to work for 10 years, all year. We went to Vietnam and brought back our lovely daughter, Emma. But I was still corporate. I spent the 10 years at Cone Drive on 12th Street doing sales and contracts. And we were owned by Textron, which was one of the largest corporate conglomerate corporations on the planet. So my role was continuing to develop. My idea of community was expanding. I went on the, the Oriana board after Robin. I served as president during the last expansion. And I met fantastic people like Sarna of Seeds, Hans Voss of the Groundworks, Chris Treeter of Higher Grounds and On the Ground, and many more. During the recession, Oriana was w without our general manager. I was asked if I'd be interested in throwing my hat in. Grocery? Robin and others in the community were instrumental and supportive. I made a decision of the heart. I jumped from the steady corporate job to the co-op. I started in a blizzard on January 2nd, 2010. I immediately started to change. I had my name tag say Steve. Stephen was going away. I still feel my role as caretaker and protector in some ways to keep the co-op safe. But I have a great team, and I can let go, and I can let go, and I can delegate, and I can trust. Now I have what family, know what family really means. The reason the co-op is so different is that it's community, a family, a community of staff, our members, shoppers, suppliers, like-minded organizations, even our business community. And I get to play my role as leader in earnest. I have learned to be my true self. I still work at that. I'm able to use all my experiences, good and bad, the personal and professional, from welding to finance, divorce, high health challenges. And I get to bring my view of servant leadership. Wacky at times, my job is to make sure the team is supported. We do things like we have visions and expectations and we put it on the wall. We have uh, leadership qualities, being a good listener, being available, being a good coach. I saw none of that in corporate America. So I love my work at the co-op and in some ways I still do my role. My behaviors, behaviors and systems can still work, though I continue to change. I can now let go and trust and lead in a healthier way. It is work that is both challenging and fills my soul. I feel needed, and I feel needed by the community. My family has grown. So that's how I became Steve, the unintentional, intentional grocer. Now I get to give you your challenge. My challenge, in, my challenge to you tonight is to bring your true self to whatever you do. Serve your community in a healthy way. Be authentic, drop the mask, and reveal the unique and even quirky parts of yourself. It will be all right. Your community, that family you help create, will understand and trust you because that's what healthy families do. Thank you. <laughs>